0: Welcome to Grizzly Peaks Radio. This is Masks of Nyarlathotep for Call of Cthulhu, 7th edition. Dark schemes herald the end of the world. Written by Larry Dettilio and Lynn Willis. 5th edition by Mike Mason, Lynn Hardy, Ulfrica and Scott Dawes. Starting in the workshop with the tink, tink, tink. Uh, Actually, uh, yeah, the tink, tink, tink of the grenade as it comes over towards you, Cole and Jamie.
1: My lover. (laughs) Do I see the grenade?
0: Yeah, you can see it. You can see it. Well, let's say you, yes, you can see it kind of rolling towards you, towards the open door that you've just opened. What are you doing?
1: Well, it's time to uh, make a nice hasty retreat backwards.
0: Okay, so you're you're just gonna run back? Or are you gonna are you gonna try and bother closing the door?
1: I feel like you need slam the door and then jump back like in one fluid motion.
0: Okay, perfect. Like all imagine right.
1: his hand still on the door. Tink tink. Okay, close and then jump.
0: <laughs> Given that that this is all happening pretty quick, why don't you make me first make me a dexterity roll call.
1: Dexterity.
0: Yeah. Okay, perfect. So you slam it shut and now you can dive out the way. So the next thing you need to do is to make a dodge roll. Let's do it. Okay, so you tumble backwards, maybe you know shoving Jamie out the way as you go. Okay, shoving Jamie out the way. And then there's this almighty boom. <laughs> the door in front of you gets splintered and this thing was pretty close to you, but it was the other side of the door. If you hadn't dodged out of the way and if you hadn't slammed the door shut and you hadn't succeeded in your dodge roll, you would be taking 4d6 damage right now. Oh, yeah. However, because of your excellent maneuvering you're only going to take a d6 as the wood splinters maybe pepper you and jamie's body in fact i'll say that because you you dodged so well you kind of covered up his body (laughs) so only you will take it you're you're now looking a bit like a porcupine you've got like little wood splinters all the way down your back and you take one damage oh that (laughs) Maybe you've lost all feeling in your in your back because he <laughs> hit
1: the scarred area. I can't even feel it anymore.
0: Exactly, exactly. And and you're kind of maybe, maybe you're lying on top of. how <laughs> oh God, she <you> were... would.
2: <laughs> I love this romance.
0: <laughs> like you know yeah because you've bundled him to the ground. You got them full blast, and then he looks up at you and says, "Cheers, mate." keep it in your pants. Right. And now, at this precise moment, I think Marcus, you and Claudia, you're coming in through the door at the other side, just as as this is all happening. Just as you open the door, you hear this boom.
2: I mean, I think the first thing that she would do is just kind of, like, lean up against the wall and kind of peek in before entering.
3: I think I would probably want to try and move in a bit and try
0: and uh, scope it out, have my uh, sawed-off shotgun ready. All right. So you hear this deafening boom, and maybe using that, the the noise of that as the cover, you you push the door open. You can both make a spot hidden roll.
2: Oh, good. I'm so good at that.
0: Okay. So it's not that you don't see anything, but when you when you open the door from the angle you're looking at, all you see all these workbenches and like you know machining desks and heavy equipment, like lathes and cutting machines. And from the angle you're standing at, you can't actually see anyone. But you know there are people in here. In fact, you can hear. Why don't you make a listen roll as well, actually? So Marcus, what you hear, you hear Marshall shouting to Grums. And then he also says, and you two, circle around. So from what you've heard, uh, there are four men in, this, in the workshop. Frank Marshall has just ordered two others to circle round, whatever that means. And she, the Grums obviously is in there as well. So what do you do?
3: I, say, I, like, I like say to her in a voice that like, somewhere between like a talk and a whisper, like to where her and I can hear it, I say, she said, I heard Grums, he said two guys around the other side.
2: Uh, towards us, do you think? I say we uh, tactfully enter the room. So kind of like at a crouch. I'm going to be treating this kind of like a video game where I'm going to just be like crouch jumping from uh, cover to cover. Do
0: you want a cardboard box as well? Yes. I'm <laughs> snake <laughs> All right. You can both make a stealth roll as you crouch. Oh, good.
2: I'm also good at that too. Oh, dear. Uh, just to remind I have my gun ready.
0: Yeah, of course you do. (laughs) Cloudy, you you crouch down and you you get in there and and you realise as you come around the reason you couldn't see anyone is that this workshop is full of benches and machinery and it's kind of like very difficult to kind of see. You can't see to the other side of the room because there's too much stuff in the way, but you know that there are men in here. And right now... You got in fine, but as Marcus comes in, maybe he kicks a, uh, a heavy, like, maybe he kicks a bucket, so to speak, I mean, literally, doesn't, uh, metaphorically, he kicks something, and it makes this clanging noise, and then Marcus says, what the fuck's that? There's someone at the back. Fucking, go get up, lads. It's your imagination. <laughs> okay, so, the good news is, Claudia, you're, you managed to react first, as you see these two men coming, like, weaving in between the machines. Maybe they they come through. They've both got rifles, actually. But you can go first because you you have a higher dexterity than them.
2: Okay. So, yeah, as soon as she sees, like, one of their heads kind of, like, come into view, she's going to aim for that.
0: Okay. Uh, Are you using your Lee Enfield?
2: I'm using my handgun.
0: Your handgun. Okay. So, right now... You are not obviously at point-blank range or close range. You'll just be a normal shot. If you want to fire three times, then it would be with a penalty.
2: I'm just going to do it one time. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. Your, your shot goes wild. And they both level their rifles now. and they're, And they're going to fire at you with their rifles. So I think one will fire at each of you. They're just firing once. They level their guns, and one of them fires at you, Claudia. That's a hit. You can't dodge a bullet. You can only dodge a physical, like a a melee attack. So the only thing you could do is dive for cover. Do you want to do that, or do you just want to kind of take the hit, as it were?
2: Uh, I'm going to dive for cover.
3: I'll dive for cover as well.
0: And Claudia, you you do it perfectly. You you dive out the way, and you're maybe you're behind that kind of big bit of machinery there. So you've now got cover, but you can't shoot next round, Claudia. Now, Marcus and you succeed as well. And they're kind of hanging back because they saw that you were armed. But Marcus, because they haven't been able to get out of the way quite yet, so you can take your shot with your shotgun.
3: All right, I'll I'll uh, I'll take my shot here with the, my shotgun. And
0: yeah. Tell me how you eviscerate this guy. All right, uh, I can take
3: auto-delivery. I do, like, close one eye. A little wink, then I goes right towards him, and it's gonna go with right through his nose first thing. And just like you see his nose almost invert in his face, or it comes out the
0: other, or it goes out the other side. Excellent, excellent, excellent.
1: Marcus, the nose hunter.
0: Right, he's gone. <laughs> you could actually fire a second shot, you know. You will get disadvantage. You will get a penalty dice on it, but and you would obviously you'd have you'd have to reload next round. It's up to you. Do you want to take the second? I think I'll save myself the reloading. Okay, out in the corridor, you're just kind of recovering from that grenade blast and you can hear footsteps walking towards you. And that voice says, Coley Coley Coley, where are ya? I'm coming to get ya.
1: Yeah, and I'm coming to take your other hand.
0: (laughs) I got four more of these little pineapples for ya.
1: And you only got one hand!
0: You always told me you like the taste of pineapple.
1: When the hell did I ever say that?
0: <laughs> <laughs> he says, Who's your boyfriend, Coley?
1: <laughs> boyfriend? Well, um, getting up, I'm like aiming like at the door, uh, waiting for like any sort of movement. And I'm assuming like I'm gonna make a motion for Jamie to do the same. Cause if he's coming to me. I imagine he can't see into the hallway, he doesn't know exactly where I am.
0: You can't see him, he can't see you, absolutely. But the door is, is, in, is, in, is in ruins, there's, there's just a big gaping hole into the workshop.
1: Actually, can I inch over by the doorframe and kind of like listen to see, like try to hear if he's like far away, if he's close or if he's really close?
0: Well, you can make a listen roll right now because obviously he spoke to you. Before you have to, before you move, Okay, you're pretty sure that he must be within, as he was speaking to you, he couldn't have been more than about 10, 15 feet away from the door. And you can hear his footsteps approaching now that your ears have stopped ringing. But obviously he's deafened, or at least in one ear, I think he's deafened, isn't he? If you want to, you could definitely dash into the space of the door and even get into the workshop this round, if you wanted. But obviously it's pretty, you don't know the lay of the land in there, so to speak. I can
1: hear him, okay. New plan. I'm gonna motion to Jamie basically to like back me up, and I'm gonna go bursting in and see if I can find him and tackle Gruns to the ground.
0: Okay. <laughs> Great. Great. Great.
1: I've got a pretty good brawl too.
0: <laughs> okay, and I think Jamie's just kind of waiting to see what happens before he does anything. You run through, and as you come through the uh, through the smashed ru- ruins of the door. You see Grums right up ahead of you.
1: Let's do it!
0: And he's right in front of you, and you see he's got a grenade in his hand, as usual, and you're running forward to tackle him, right?
1: Yep, let's do it!
0: As you come in, you, you, you kind of get scope out this room. You see there's lots of all this stuff everywhere, obscuring the views and, and making it hard to see what's going on. You can't see Marshall, but you can see uh, one of the, the other dude. He's actually gone back behind the table right now, and he's in cover. He's taken cover as well.
1: Do I see Marcus in the corner, though?
0: You can't see anyone else. Okay. Because it's all... If you imagine your line of sight stops as soon as you get to any of those benches or anything, because they're big and they've got stuff all over them and machine parts and everything, okay? okay. So, And you can't see Frank either. So you're just going to try and tackle him. Down. Oh, let's, let's do it. <laughs> he has got a grenade in his hand.
1: I'm, I'm trying to, like, run and, like, if he has one in his hand, I, I'm assuming I can't tell if it's a... If it's pulled or not like kind of smack it out of his hand and take him down you know like one of those maneuvers
0: okay that is definitely a maneuver so okay. it's gonna be an opposed roll. so you charge forward and you try and do what you just described you try and tackle him you try and almost like grab his arm and maybe thrust it backwards so he loses his grip so make a fighting brawl roll yeah well it's good but let's see let's see he got a hard success. So what that means is he's going to actually be able to manoeuvre you.
1: Ah, oh, goddammit, it! Okay.
0: You come at him, and he just seems to have got this preternatural strength from somewhere. The you see that he's lo- he's completely insane. Like you you're now looking into his eyes, and he's just staring back at you, like staring, burning holes into you know these white hot coals for eyes, burning into, burning into your skull. And you try and grapple his arm, and he says, ah uh, ah uh, ah. Uh. And then he manages to push you back. And you're down on the ground now. And he says, you and me, Cole? How about that? How about that? We go and see the maker together. You want that?
1: Not feeling it today. Maybe tomorrow. Who knows?
0: And I'll say, at that moment, Jamie just comes around the corner with his gun ready. And he says, get your hands off, off him, you fucking weirdo. And he fires.
1: Blum away. Wow,
0: wow, wow. Excellent. Well, even with the penalty, he just... He, he takes aim, just one bullet, and he fires. He fires at Grums, and he hits him. Five. Okay, well, Grums has definitely been pretty badly injured now because uh, you shot him once in the hand, and he's now also been shot in the shoulder, and he kind of grunts.
1: Can I, like, push him <laughs> off? Like, he, he grunts. When he's hit?
0: He's, he is pretty big, so... Wait, what's the size uh, no you you he's much bigger than you he's he's like his oh, total he got on the roids so he's he's one build bigger than you so in any kind of wrestling match he's going to have the advantage but you can but i say because he got hit on your next turn you can try and push him off uh without a penalty because he's kind of been shaken back but uh, i just need to take the damage off him so so at that precise moment i mean from your prone position it's hard to see but maybe you hear Frank Mar- Marshall nearby. And he starts chanting. Nefrenka! Nefrenka! Bring me the breath of Pharaoh! Claudia, you see him standing. He stepped out. And he opens his mouth and his lower jaw just does that distended thing.
1: Oh, like in the mummy?
0: Yeah. You imagine that kind of unshaven slovenly jaw just opening and opening and opening until it's about five times wider than a normal human's jaw and you see this black foul vaporous stuff just kind of come shooting out at you and it envelops you completely and because you've dived for cover you cannot dodge this this round you are surrounded by this stinking choking foulness it smells like a grave that's been opened up after a thousand years of decay and you start choking and uh, you can almost taste the rot in your mouth and in your nose and the smell of burnt bones and decaying rotting flesh all around you and because you can't dodge you're just going to have to take this damage i'm afraid no! of you.
2: all right fine but i'm not happy about it
0: <laughs> i'm sure you're not i'm sure you're not Okay, and you take 12 damage.
2: Seriously? Yeah. That's more than half of my health.
0: Mm. As Frank Marshall looks at you and says, Choke on your breath, breath. breath. I've And at that moment, you're feeling his grip on you slightly loosen, Cole. (laughs) As you're feeling uh, his grip on you loosen, he looks, Grums looks down into your eyes and says, I don't think so, not today, little Coley. Little Coley, you and me, we're gonna play a bit more, but I think your boy over there, he needs a bit of pineapple. And with that, he tosses the grenade. You see him unclip his finger and he tosses the grenade towards your boy, Jamie.
1: I wanna choke out and just like swing away.
0: Cole, I will allow you right now To make an opposed strength roll against uh, Grums to see whether you can kind of almost like put shake him or or, or nut, you know, push him so his throw isn't accurate. All right. No! (laughs) And the, the grenade goes tink, tink, tink towards Jamie. And Jamie goes, Get the fuck! And then you just hear a boom. And then silence. So, back to you, Claudia. (laughs) Back to you, Claudia. I'm busy right now. You are busy. You are in this (laughs) stinking cloud of just... Pharaoh fart. That's the best way I could describe it.
2: I hate this fucking... I I officially, like, really hate the black pharaoh. Like, personally. (laughs) Like, him as a person. Okay, okay. Because I've already talked to him once before, and now I have a stupid spell where I can talk to him, and now I'm getting fucking his fucking gross-ass breath on me, so I, like, despise this man. I know he's not a man, but he's a man, and I hate him.
0: Yeah, your, your your vision is also obscured, but... Good. So what do you want to do? You need to get out of this shit.
2: So, I mean, I guess she would try to, like, roll away. Um, I guess that's really the only thing I can do.
0: I won't uh, make you make a roll for that. You can just kind of roll. Do you want to go more into cover towards the... Because you can see to your left and right, you can see that the actual d- area of this breath, this stinking, horrible breath, doesn't go too far to your left and right. You could just kind of duck to the left or to the right. Do you want to go more behind the machine? Or, or yeah. more out into the open? Yeah, that makes sense.
2: I mean, if I have, if I have the wherewithal to know that, then yeah, I'm going to try to get out of the way and be more in cover.
0: Yeah, so you just step a couple of steps. Now you're completely hidden behind the machinery. But of course, from this position, you can't see anyone. You can't, you haven't got like a line of sight to anyone. So you're away from this breath. It's, it's, it, it kind of has just been kind of slamming up against the wall behind you. And you think you also see quite a few little insects and bugs falling out of it as well. Oh, wonderful. And maybe they're, and maybe they're on you. And maybe some of them are up your nose as well. But let's, let's leave that for later. Oh, I hate you so much.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, if she has the wherewithal and the ability to do so, I think she's going to try to like grab her gun and she kind of so she saw where Frank Marshall was at that moment. So I think she's going to kind of like pop up and then like lean on top of the machinery and try to shoot him in all in one fluid movement. But it's going to be a kind of a risky movement because she's going to have to hope that he hasn't moved or
0: anything. You would have to climb up on top of the machinery to get a sight of him because you kind of you can see maybe a little bit through but there's too much in the way you can make a dexterity roll then okay okay yeah so you now clamber on top so you're standing on top of this machinery
2: like i still want to be mostly covered then i'm happy where i am
0: okay and you see frank's ugly face just kind of re it's kind of his mouth is closing as he sees that you've moved out of the uh out the blast of the Pharaoh's breath.
2: So I'll just fire with my handgun because that's what I'm already firing with.
0: So the first one is a dud. You just fire wildly.
2: I think she was uh, thrown off by the breath thing and she's really hurt now. So I think that's getting in the way of her aim.
0: Indeed, indeed it is. So Cole, you've just seen Grums toss the grenade over your head into the corridor. You, you heard Jamie shouting out in fear and surprise, and then you heard the boom. What are you doing? You've got your gun in your hand.
1: Fury. Cole's gonna bring his gun to Grum's face. Doesn't give a shit who this person is. Fired three times. It's it.
0: As you're bringing the gun up, Grum looks down at you and says, Coley, Coley, I thought we were friends. Ain't you not gonna be my friend no more? No! (laughs) Bang! Alright, so roll three times normal. Oh my word! Oh shit! That's 25 damage you just did. Tell me what Grums' last seconds on this planet are like.
1: Well, he got a nice good taste of what bullets taste like, because Cole jams it into his shit-eating mouth and keeps pulling the trigger until there's no more bullets left.
0: Oh! (laughs) And as he's dying, he's kind of like, he's he's pulpy, so he's, he's still got a last breath and a last line in him, of course he does. And he's just, he's wobbling around, he says, Hey, you got me good, Cole. You got me good. Can I ask you one thing, Cole?
1: He kind of like, he's not saying anything, there's still anger in his eyes.
0: Look after Lucky for me. And then he just flops down, dead.
1: <laughs> Give him one more bullet for good measure.
2: Oh God. I thought you meant for Lucky for a second, and I was about to be like, dude. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Look after Lucky
3: for me. How oh dare you condone this behavior, Lucky? This is your fault, too. <laughs> Blame
0: Lucky. Oh my god, can we take a moment? You just killed Grums.
1: I, I sure
0: did. That was a good kill, though. you got to say, it was a good kill.
1: The feelings. Cole's very emotional man. You just threw a grenade at his loved one.
0: <laughs> you did.
1: You, you did. get no mercy.
2: Threw it at a slow burn boyfriend.
1: Oh god. <laughs> I'm leaning okay. very hard into this, because the more I think about it, the more it's just like, this is a great development. <laughs>
0: And then the other thug with the Lee-Enfield, he steps forward. Marcus, you see him step forward and he aims the rifle at you and he hits. You try diving, but you're too far in the corner and the bullet slams into you. And these Lee-Enfields, you know, you know how painful they are. Oh, Oh, not terrible. Could have been worse. Does 11 damage. The bullet slams into you.
3: So I've gone from that's out of my. Let me see my heads up.
0: Oh, I guess me. I'm down to three right now. So we are now on Frank. He's he's unscathed right now. He he kind of pokes his head round and, Cloudy, you've got cover. Marcus, you've got cover. Frank draws on the arcane powers that have been bestowed upon him from his foul deity. And let's see who, who he targets. It's you, Marcus. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Oh, it's always Marcus. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> and, and, and he chants out, Lord of a thousand faces, crawling chaos, grant me this power. And you're going to have to make a power roll
3: right?
0: You're not very good at this, are you? Oh, pow- oh, power 60. Oh, that's... Oh, okay. That's not bad. That's not bad. Green one, right? Yep.
1: It's better than coin flip. <laughs>
0: it's better than... Okay, that's not bad. you got to hope he rolls really high now.
1: Damn it! Damn it, Andy! Your hands are cursed!
0: <laughs> and you've seen this happen to your friends. I don't think this has ever happened to you before. But as he calls out the name of his lord of Hotep. You start to feel your skin dry and shrivel and crackle, and your hands go greyish black. And you feel the life energy being sucked out of you. And you're taking quite a bit of damage right now. Enough to kill a normal person. So what do you want to do? I mean basically you're you're gonna be down.
3: I'll spend a luck right now.
0: Okay, just to stay awake. Okay, so so describe how you manage to stay conscious as you feel your your vital fluids just being drained out of you, being desiccated out of you.
3: All right, what happens is he's he's starting to feel his body like dry up, and he's he, there's like a, a muscle memory of of when his blood was draining out back in Derby and he's you know, tries, he feels like he's looking for the part of his brain, the exact part that just decided not to die and just puts all his energy into finding that, and it is just a flick, and despite the instinct to just close his eyes and lay down, stands up and straggles there, almost like a zombie, just keeping himself on his feet.
0: Hmm, nice, and I think this would be a perfect moment to cut back to the hotel in Derby. Holy
4: shit. So So we saw all that in the mirror.
0: Yeah, you were just sitting there, maybe not wanting to look, maybe wanting to look, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. What's your reaction, Gwen and Jack, as Zara is just sitting there kind of, she's got a kind of neutral expression on, she's just observing what's going on. So
4: Gwen very much is reacting in a way that, like a middle-aged A European man would react to watching a uh, football match on TV like there's a lot of oh, uh, uh, ah, yeah, (laughs) and uh, you mean the way that your dad watches uh, exactly, exactly as how my dad watches Liverpool and Hurley and all
0: those. There'd be a lot more swearing than you just did, by the way.
4: Oh, yeah, yeah. She's saying a lot of shit in many different languages. Yeah.
0: And Jack, well, what about you? You, you? You're seeing absolute
5: carnage from both sides. Yeah, I think I think he, he doesn't actually really grasp that this is the reality. He's like, Is that a telly-like? Which I know gets invented two years later, but there's been rumors. <laughs> oh, no, it's, moving picture. Moving picture. Is that is that a telly-like?
0: Is that is that real? Zara says, Yes, Mr. Vitti. This is really happening now. Your friends... They are dying. Would you like? What can to- we do, Gwen? I have already told you, my darling.
4: All right, let me add them, point them <laughs> out. Which motherfucker is it?
0: She says, "Surely you can see which of these is the powerful sorcerer."
4: I can, and I push her out of the way of the mirror, <laughs> and I grab it with both hands, she and says, I get ready to cast.
0: Gwen, Gwen, my darling. Aha! Uh-huh,
4: yes, yes, alright, alright
0: <laughs> And she hands you this bottle this strange bottle of kind of grey ashy ointment. She hands it to you and says Learn with me.
4: Okay, tell me what to do. Do I drink this?
0: She says, No no no. <laughs> she kinda of giggles. She says no 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 not for you. For mirror. Smear over uh, Zimir.
4: And I do so, I dump a bunch on my hand, and I spear it over the mirror.
0: She says, um... Oh, sorry, I, I, um, I'll, I'm just gonna retcon that slightly. The first thing she hands you is, is actually a red syrupy substance in a vial. She says, first, you must smear the, the red, the red obran. we call it obran.'
4: And I do, I put a bunch of it on my hands, and I smear it over the surface of the mirror.
0: Okay, and as you do that, the surface of the mirror goes translucent. You, you have to spend three magic points to do this. Okay, I will do so. And you lose one sanity point, of course. <laughs> she says, oh, oh come on. I, I, we must share our burdens.
4: <laughs> Za, you got a mask from me. You got a really damn good mask from me. <laughs> you, I've shared.
0: And she says, no, concentrate on Marshall.
4: And I do. I have eyes only for him.
0: <laughs> Gwen, I know this is painful for you. But you understand, I am teaching you. Learning should not be free.
4: Zara, I am no stranger to pain. (laughs) She says... Just tell me what to do.
0: Well, then, Gwen, you will realize the next stage is a little bit more painful. But the outcome will be very satisfying to you.
4: So long as the goal here is worth it, I'll do whatever.
0: And then she says, now, take... The Gabashagal, and she gives you this black powdery substance in a separate vial, and she says, "Cover the image of Marshall in the Gabashagal, from head to toe, completely obscure him."
4: And I do so.
0: Can you taste his fear now? And can I? Yeah, you can actually. You somehow got this. You can almost feel what he's feeling, and you. You feel that he suddenly is racked with fear, and if he wasn't already completely insane, he would have been pushed over the edge by this feeling, as almost like this invisible fist is closing around him because of what you've done. And you hear him cry out, "No, no, not the mirror!" <laughs> and he's kind of going frantic, and you see him trying to like almost get away from it somehow. Of course, he can't. Because the mirror just keeps tracking him.
4: Can I cast spells at him through the mirror?
0: Well, so, do you ask that to to Zara? Is that what you're asking?
4: Uh, I'll ask Zara, um, Zara, can I cast at him through the mirror? I want some of that power he has.
0: (laughs) Oh, Gwen, of course, that is the point. But you do not cast, you just use your will to snuff out his life. Now do it and you know and I do (laughs) and you know what you need to do you just basically need to just put all of your arcane energies and focus into this and you must make an opposed power roll
4: do I get to roll twice because of my arcane insight talent of course you do hell yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) of course you do well let's do the rolls and then we'll cut back to the workshop (laughs) Or at least let's do your roles. Oh my god.
1: <laughs> Shit yeah. Ooh. That bitch is dead.
0: <laughs> Goodness me. Goodness me. Now, the question I need to ask you is, and you understand how this works, Zara leans in and whispers, the more you, the more power you put in, the more essence you will destroy of Marshall. Do it. Do it everything you can. So, basically, you need to decide how many magic points you're going to spend. And and you understand, the more magic points you spend, the more damage you're going to do to Mars. Yes.
4: And before I do that, I'll look at, I'll tear my eyes away from the mirror and I'll look at Jack, and I'll say, Jack, can you get me the scepters?
5: Oh, of course. Just, you know, Jack is feeling very uncomfortable through, through all of this. He, he, he's sort of, he's terrified, and he's disgusted at the same time. He, he kind of wants to destroy something, actually, but I'll... So I'll just play along then, yeah. Oh, yeah, the scepters, sure. Where, is it, where, where is this? They are the scepters? They're in the velvet box on the table that, that Zara gave you. All right, so I, guess I suppose I walk over there then. Does anybody interfere? No, Zara. in fact, looks at you and goes, You
0: are learning, Gwen. I am impressed.
4: Well, thank you. I guess you're not a bad teacher when you are not uh, stealing shit from my friends and I.
5: All right, so I guess I will go and grab the scepters, but like, because the thing is, Jack feels very, very he's feels—he feels very ill in a way. He, I, I, don't, I don't think he's gonna just give him give the scepters to them. I think he's gonna rather use them to destroy something. I don't know. He's very, he's very—he feels very disturbed in a way. Okay. Okay. You're not
4: gonna give the scepters to me?
5: <laughs> no, I think he's gonna actually smash them into the mirror and try to destroy it. He's Whoa. Sh- yeah. That's what he. That's what he's like, sort of feeling that he wants to do, because yeah because it's like it's a very awkward sight. I mean this is mirrored, it's sort of like you know, motion moving pictures and then somebody's getting killed and we saw people getting killed and then a Sarah with a vicious vicious powerful energy and then as Gwen playing along and all of this sort of kind of it doesn't it messes with jack's head, really he he doesn't I mean maybe you know what maybe he just gives them scepters because he can't really he's sort of out of his um he feels powerless I suppose I mean you can do whatever you want no one is no one is uh, guiding you here so
0: you are you going to give them, or are you going to try and smash the mirror? He's going to smash the mirror with the septus. Since,
4: since I'm holding it, the mirror...
0: Well, you're standing in front of it right now, and you've got your hands on it, because you've been smearing it with these substances. And Zara's standing next to you. The the two other cultist boys, they're, they're kind of sitting... Or maybe they're standing by the card table. They are watching you, Jack, by the way, as you move over. So... What do you want to do, Jack? You picked up the scepters and you're walking towards the mirror. What's going through your head right now?
5: Tarot. So he, he's walking very slowly over there. He has his head sort of down. He's looking to the floor. And then I think right as he's about to approach the two of them and hand them over the scepter, he actually, the funny thing is, he actually wants to give him the scepter, but in this very specific microsecond in which he would sort of like reach out and hand it over to them, sort of feeling defeated, he trips He trips over the carpet and he actually does fall towards the mirror. and that sort of changes his mind as he's falling and he will try as he's falling. He has both sectors, I think one in each hand. He like uses his entire sort of body falling over gravity, reaches out his hands and he will try to smash them over with the two sectors. That's what's going on.
4: But he's falling, he is not hitting. So when Gwen hears and sees him fall, she's gonna try to catch his her buddy.
0: Oh, of course, but you're pretty focused right now. I think, in fact, you're at full attention. You don't see this happening because he's coming up behind you and your hands are on the mirror. Your full focus is on Frank Marshall. You're about to snuff his life out. In fact, you've already started that process because that all happened before Jack went to get his scepters.
4: But didn't I ask for him to get the scepters after I covered him with powder?
0: Uh, yes, you did. But remember, you made your power roll. So now, now you've opened up this conduit to Marshall. Right after that, Jack has gone over to get, it, you feel like your energy being kind of, you know, like it's starting to kind of come out of you and you've asked to get the scepters maybe to, you know, obviously to boost your, your magical energy. Wow, how am I going to adjudicate this? So, so Jack, I'm going to get you to make a psychology roll. Psychology is not my greatest
5: strength, really. Okay, you have failed. Do you want to spend 10 luck? Yeah, I will spend 10 luck. Just it. Okay,
0: so your stumble is not... its It's pretty believable. Maybe you trip over a rug or something. But Zara is like... What is going on? What is going on? She sees you falling towards the mirror and she cries out, No, do not touch the mirror!
5: And I need to know what your dexterity is. My dexterity is ninety-five. Goodness me.
0: So Zara, the only way she wouldn't be going before you is if her dex was like 45, but her dex is 90. And she's about to cast a spell at you because she is not letting you smash her most valuable object. So yeah, you're going to have to make a power roll
5: make a power roll
0: and that is okay she easily beats you and she says stop. stop and you just feel compelled to just drop your hands and she says Vitti. Vitti. she points to the window and says "Out!" and you are compelled.
4: What floor are we on?
0: You're on the sixth floor. Fuck!
4: We're on the sixth floor
0: (laughs) And you are compelled to get up and you just walk over to the window. You can almost feel your mind like screaming inside your head saying, Stop! What the hell are you doing? What the hell? But your mind is completely controlled by Zara at this point. Do I
4: hear or see any of this or am I too focused?
0: You're too focused. You're like, you're waiting for the scepters. And Jack, you walk over to the window, open the window, and you just swing your legs out over the edge, your mind screaming, every molecule of your body is saying, don't do this, and you swing your legs out over the the windowsill, and you drop. says, concentrate, Gwen, concentrate.
4: And I say back, the se- where are the scepters?
0: She bends down and picks them up from the floor and says, take them. Thank you. You feel the energy flowing out of you down the ro- f- through the rods into the mirror. And you see Frank Marshall writhing in agony. We will cut back to the workshop. What you see, Cole, you've heard and seen all this crazy shit going down on the other end but you've you've just killed grums and you don't hear any sound except for the kind of tinkle tinkle of kind of rubble and bits of stonework and masonry falling from the ceiling into the passageway behind you
1: there's another dude in there cole is in like a blind rage like he hasn't felt like this since the death of his wife so he is going to uh
0: this guy's got no cover against you. He's, he's totally exposed.
1: Oh, yeah. Paul's like, you're going to coldly march forward and blast the shit out of the other dude.
0: <laughs> okay, so you can roll three times with normal, as he's just taken totally by surprise. He wasn't expecting. You just walk up behind him and you just blow him away. His limp body tumbles forward, and you can see Claudia standing on top of the, the machine. You see Marcus in the corner, he looks like a skeleton. The skin on his face and his arms is, there's no flesh left, it's just papery skin, blackened and crisp, clinging to his bones. <laughs> it's a pretty awful sight.
2: Also, you see that I am, like, it very injured.
0: You see Cole emerge, just, he's covered in blood. Not his blood, probably. And he's got a look on his face that you haven't seen before.
2: Yeah, Claudia won't be saying anything to you because she's very distracted.
0: Okay, okay. alright. And suddenly this kind of shimmering cloud envelops Frank Marshall, and he screams out, no, no, not the mirror, not the fucking mirror. And you see him just like convulsing, and he has to make, well, I mean, you made an extreme roll, didn't you? You rolled an eight, I think, way back then, didn't you, Gwen?
4: I did, I rolled an eight.
0: You rolled an eight, so let's see what he does. He would need, technically, he needs to roll a one. That's the only way.
1: Are you fucking kidding me? No! (laughs) What? Are you serious?
2: (laughs) Andy, what the fuck? Andy, what the fuck? Andy, are you trying to
0: kill us? You cheated!
4: You cheated!
0: (laughs) Oh my fucking God. And somehow, he manages to shake free of your grip. Maybe you just didn't smear it properly. And back in the hotel room, Zara says, Quinn, no! No, no, no! Gwen? What are you doing, Gwen? <laughs> he rolled a one! Don't, <laughs> no, 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 no. Focus on Marshall. He will kill your friends. You must do this. He says, more. Put more on. Spend everything you have. You must defeat him.
4: Yes, I will. And I try to do it again. <laughs> yes.
0: Okay, we will cut back. We will do that roll in a minute. But right now, Marshall has got his go. And he goes... You'll never take me down, you fucking bastards. Al Shakti'll know about this, whether I live or die. He'll know about this, and he'll fucking tear you limb from limb. And yeah, Claudia, you're going to have to make me a power roll.
2: I swear a fucking God, man. That's right. Hard success.
0: Okay, let's see what he can do. Listen, after
1: the shenanigans of rolling a
0: one... I mean, that's just fucked, man. I'm sorry, that's just fucked. Oh, God. And you, you start to feel your flesh kind of desiccate and shrink and shrivel, but he must have been deeply affected by whatever it was that Gwen did to him. And he shuts out, Nah, no! no! And now you can take aim at him if you want. Yes. <laughs> Three or one this time.
2: If I do one, then I won't have a disadvantage, right? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to just try one. <laughs> I, know, bro, I oh, failed anyways. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I hate this game. I'm leaving.
0: <laughs> God. All right. Your Luger bullet goes crumbing off, off the desk. Marcus, you're going to need to spend another luck or another two luck, or you're going down.
3: Alright, I'll put myself. I'll spend another couple of luck. I'll be down to 40 now.
0: Okay. You want delivery to come out of her little home
3: yeah i uh, will take another shot
0: with the delivery here and try and uh... okay now he's got cover but you could try and move around try and negate that if you want but you'll you'll be exposing yourself pretty badly if you do that
3: i mean i'm already kind of i'm already kind of screwed right now anyway so i just kind of i guess i'll run at him and just running forward is his other arm is kind of just not even moving it's just the he in front
0: of him as he takes a shot forward. Okay, so you you just sprint forward. <laughs> and you got a success. Ooh, boy. Roll me 4d6, please. All right. Tell me what part of Frank's body you blow off with your shotgun. But you don't kill him. He's not dead. But you have grievously wounded him.
3: See, I'm going to say that it's, uh... See, how about, like, right along the... What about the ear on the side? So he's like, bone on
0: the side of his face. Oh yeah, you, you take off all the skin and flesh on the side of his face, and actually you can see through to the teeth and the jaw, and his ears gone. <laughs> God, why are you saying that? It's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> and he screams out, "Yeah, fucking bastard, I'll fucking have you. I can see you're fucking dead, you fuck, you fucking bastard. How are you still alive? What do you want to say to me? No idea.
3: <laughs>
0: and Gwen, we can finally have your your roll.
4: My second time.
0: How much magic points do you want to spend?
4: So now I only have fucking four, because I spent 20. So Yeah, but
0: the scepters gave you 10, remember?
4: With, with my 10.
0: So you got 14.
4: So I have 14. OK, I will spend the remaining 14 on this. OK.
0: Now make that power roll with advantage, please.
4: Okay. He only has to spend three luck, right? Yeah. To succeed, but the fact... It's going to be contested,
0: though, isn't it? It's contested, but you need... You've got to succeed, otherwise you've got no chance.
4: Uh, Yeah, I'll spend the three luck, but I think he's going to fucking beat that. All right, so I'll spend for a standard success.
1: Andy, you better roll a 100.
0: You don't lose any sanity points from, from this killing, but you're losing power. You can feel your power being kind of siphoned off you. But right now I'll allow you to keep your current power level, but you can feel you can feel your spirit being siphoned off into this mirror.
4: Right. As she's as Gwen is casting, I think she's like slowly falling to one knee and then two, but she's not breaking her eyesight at all with the mirror.
0: I mean, you could spend a lot of luck and make that a hard success if you want. I mean, that's a lot of luck,
4: though. How much would that cost to make it a hard?
0: It would cost you 40... 43. <laughs> <What>?
4: <laughs> I don't have that. I didn't have the 23 to save Jack. I don't have the 43 to do this.
0: Okay, all right. Okay, then he's going to make a roll, and let's see what happens, okay? Oh,
4: uh, okay.
0: Let's see what happens.
4: Roll 100. Roll, roll 99. <laughs>
0: Oh! What
4: is that? We rolled the same?
0: Yep. It's... But, ah. <laughs> but that's a fail. That's a fail.
2: Yes!
0: <laughs> and you feel your spectral hands just squeeze the life out of Frank Marshall. And all of you standing in the room, you can see him. You see his body seemingly get squashed by an invisible fist. And then all his... Bones and guts and blood just go shooting up into the air like a fountain.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
0: a torrent of body, of human, a liquid torrent of human shoots up and spatters all on the desk and floor next to him.
2: Claudia just kind of like slumps her, her arms, just kind of slump next to her, and then she looks up at the sky and goes, Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Thank you for doing that for us. <laughs>
0: Oh my god. Well, the rest of you can hear this. Gwen has just spent 20 power.
1: Oh god.
0: Yeah, that is a price to pay. We'll do the scene between her and Zara later, but let's do two things. Let's do two things. Jack? I'm unconscious, I suppose. Well, no, sorry to leave you hanging, but you've just jumped out of. A sixth-story window of a building. Be bothered? What are you thinking as as you feel the air rushing
5: past you? Relief. <laughs> <laughs> no, he really, he really wanted to end this. like This or the other way. He really wanted to end that scene in the room. So he essentially is... There's also a sense of relief. And also a sense of waking up, right? Because I suppose as he's falling, he probably is like... Waking up from yep, what just happened. Yep. He's waking up.
0: You're going to be waking up. And... Are you going to try and do anything as as the building starts to
5: rush past you? There's nothing I can do. I mean, I can do the cat thing, I suppose, but it's just going to break my arms and legs. So I guess I will try to not land on my head, wrap my arms around my head, maybe to protect it to avoid death. Okay, so you you get into a ball, is that right? Or you're just going to tuck and try and tuck and roll kind of thing? I'll actually try to land on my legs so I only break the legs and I have my arms around my head so sort of once my heads my legs hit the ground I can sort of still if my head bounces on the pavement my arms will be protecting my head yeah so this is a six
0: story building you can make a jump roll <laughs> to, to try and minimize it by doing your tuck thing make me a jump roll unless you want to spend a lot of luck. I don't want to spend that much luck okay. Now, you are pulpy, but this is a long drop. This is like a 70-foot drop. This would kill any human being pretty much... pretty much straight off the bat, but you are a hero. You're a pulp hero, so let's see what happens to you. It's only 25
5: damage, but... <laughs> I, take, I have 29 damage You have
0: 29?
5: Yeah. I'll, I'll fucking take it.
0: Amazing. Amazing. So you just jump out of a 70-foot drop and you land. How do you not die?
5: Well, it's really kind of strange, but there's a there's a Bentley driving past just as I'm falling and uh, I don't fall into it, that would be too much luck, but I sort of fall onto the boot of the vehicle and I kind of roll off the boot. The boot actually opens up and actually, it was actually Alistair the car dealer for some crazy coincidence driving past, uh, but he, he doesn't actually recognize what happened. He just sort of like, hears a loud bump. But yeah, that's, that's how I don't die. Amazing, that's, that's exactly what happens.
1: That's just enough. <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs> that's perfect. And let's cut back to the workshop.
0: Cole, there's no sound coming from the corridor behind you where Jamie was, where the grenade went off.
1: I'm going to say, after he sees Marshall shrivel up and turn into a, a can of Coke in a Rank Tank's hand, he like looks at Claudia and Marcus, like swings his gun at them for a moment, but kind of like, at last snaps out of his own fury, drops his gun, and sprints to the door.
0: I want you to make some rolls. So- Why are you
1: putting it in my hands? I don't want him to die by my hand.
0: I mean, I can do it. I mean, it's up to you. I I think you should do it.
2: Do you trust Andy? (laughs) Okay.
0: (laughs) I did just roll a one when I needed a one, so I'm probably the luckiest bastard. But it depends how you look at that. The first thing I need to do is roll Jamie's dodge roll. And then I need to roll his luck roll.
1: Gotta hope Jamie's a lucky son of a bitch.
0: I just rolled a one. He
1: sure is. He
0: sure is. (laughs) I just rolled another one. (laughs) Okay, I'm not going to roll any more dice. So you walk through... The smoke you see that the whole of the wall to the to room number six has just kind of collapsed and somehow all the furniture in there the tables the chairs the sink they're all just kind of lying around in this kind of pile and Jamie's just kind of standing there by the counter and he says uh, ah the bastard broke the kettle I really need a cup of tea.
2: Cole
1: just steps in, runs in, and, like, hugs the shit out of him, like, <laughs> grabs both sides of his head and just to his chest, just, oh my god, you're alive, thank god. Just, oh,
0: he kind of winces as you grabs him and says, oh, he got me a bit as well there. <laughs> and you can see that there's a bone poking out of his thigh. <laughs>
1: there's tears going down his eyes. <laughs>
0: I think not, I might need the hospital. And then he just kind of passes out, falls down and passes out on the floor.
2: <laughs> party at the hospital. All of our, like, half of our party going to be partying <laughs> at the hospital.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Let's have a nice little hospital party. Also, I'm, I'm going to say, just for a little bit of flavoring, the fury that he felt, he hasn't felt since he lost his wife. Uh, like, after beating his her murderer into the ground and feeling nothing and it's at this point when he's coming down off of the the red hot fury that this is oddly familiar
3: Hmm.
1: oh no he's fallen in love (laughs)
2: success (laughs) the gay agenda wins again
0: And as a result of that feeling of love, I'm gonna make one of your old insanities just kind of re-emerge. Which
1: You're one? Non-stop
0: non-stop dancing.
1: <laughs> just dancing with this fucking past out
0: I want you to like just be pirouetting, waltzing back into the <laughs> workshop, <laughs> carrying Jamie in your arms.
2: <laughs> Claudia's eyes just kind of like go wide and she like like looks towards like even though i think he's in a different room but like her eyes go straight towards where cole is and she's just like i sense i sense gayness
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay well given that gwen ain't coming back i think we'll have to leave it there won't we um with jack just kind of picking himself up from the floor from the pavement as people around are just standing like staring at him looking up at the top floor of the of the hotel. And a little boy comes over to you and says,
5: Mister, are you that Harry Houdini? I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Get out of my bag. I'm a fucking pen. Fuck. Sick.
0: His mother comes over and covers covers his ears and says,
5: "You dirty bastard! Don't you be talking like that!"
0: And starts whacking you with her umbrella. <laughs> this gets, is what
1: kills him: <laughs> the umbrella damage.
2: <laughs> you, you take four damage. You have zero you take more damage,
0: damage and die. <laughs> no, as you kind of scurry away, licking your wounds. And I think that is where we will have to end the session. Really.